0: Hey everyone, I am so happy that you're here today. I am the host and founder of the Next Chapter Athletes podcast, and today I have with me my good friend and former college teammate, Andrew Garnett. Andrew played offensive tackle on the football team at Towson University, and has played professionally for the last few years between the NFL and CFL. As most people know, very few ever make it this far, and now Andrew is considering what his next chapter entails. On this episode, we get a little deep, looking into what motivates him, what he hopes to accomplish outside of football, and how he would feel if his playing career ended today. With that said, let's get into it. Andrew, my man, thanks for hopping on here. Um, Cool. So, before we get going, you mind introducing yourself? Just talking about um, what sport you played, where you played, your uh, the extent of your uh, professional playing experience and then ultimately what you want to do whenever you retire from, um, playing football.
1: So hi everybody.
2: My name's Andrew Garnett. I've been playing football. Well, let me, I'm 26. I've been playing football for about eight years now. Um, I started playing in high school, junior year. Um, and I went to Towson, started three years there. Played played at Towson, or stayed at Towson all six years, including COVID. Um, and then I played two years professionally in the Canadian Football League. And I'm looking to go to the USFL XFL merger next year. But um, what was the other question?
0: Yeah. No you're good uh, in terms of what you want to do outside of football what what career are you looking for?
2: So what I want to do outside of football is delve into entertainment. I want to make a entertainment hub. I want to be able to help other people and help bring them up and help give other people the resources that they don't have uh, to explore other media careers like music or entertainment or uh voice acting which voice acting is another uh career that i really want to that i'm very passionate about i'm trying to get into um whether that be commercial advertisements narration or just cartoon or cartoons anime and video games that's really what i want to do because um yeah voice acting is becoming you always wanted to be those characters and be um you know, and like become that person and become that character, and what better way to do that than um just be like voicing and bringing that character to life. That's really what I think is I want to help create the same experience or the same the same creativity and the same like uh, inspiration that I got from some of the characters that I grew up watching.
0: Um, so what motivated you to pursue voice acting?
2: Um. So what motivated me to get into voice acting was anime and video games. Um. I love both of them. I'm a huge nerd at heart. Uh, so, and I grew up watching anime. grew up watching um, all different types of cartoons. You know, Avatar Last Airbender. All the really, you know, Spongebob, Jimmy Neutron, and even other stuff on Cartoon Network. Like, there is so many things that... so many characters that everyone remembers. And I'm like, man, I want to be them. Or, like, I really want to... I want to be them. But, you know, you obviously can't get powers and all that stuff. So, what better way than just to bring the characters to life with your voice. And I think that's, that's what I want to do as well as, you know, commercial and narration and trying to bring other stories in to light that way. I think that's really a big thing that I want to do. Just bring in that same passion that I had as a kid and other people and, you know, giving that to them and showing them that Hey, like it's, this is, you can become these characters this way or you can do, you do it like, you know, you can't have powers, but there's, you can bring the characters to life.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like fulfilling like your childhood dream in a way of having that sort of, I don't know, childlike hope of becoming a superhero or someone with like powers and by voice acting, it's like your pathway to sort of bringing that to life.
2: Yeah. Awesome. It really is. Yeah.
0: Do you, so in terms of voice acting, like what expect, I guess, what barriers are you experiencing to getting into that career?
2: So currently there's a lot of, um, it's a lot of auditions and it's a lot of, um, advocation. Um, you have to, Besides voice acting, I'm also doing, uh, like trying to do content, like video game content as well. But the biggest thing about voice acting is showing your versatility, but also showing what you're good at because you can't, you can be a jack of all trades, but to do character work, to do narration, there's different tones and different things that you have to do. So there's always the auditions, uh, trying to find an agent as well. Um, and just trying to land that first, you know, get that foot in the door. I've done things for other people, but getting that first um you know online or that first uh reach out um, because there's a there's a lot of different services as well for voice acting um, that you could sign up for, and people will people can reach out to you for your service, or you could do. Uh, the other way, which is like voices.com, but some of the thing, most things are behind a paywall and sometimes even the paywall, once you get through that paywall, it's like you'll, you won't get, you're not guaranteed that gig. So it's tough because, um, it's a lot of trial and error, and, but it's a lot like football too. You know, it's like, um, maybe professionally a little bit more than you know, college and uh, high school because you just have to keep shooting your shot and you have to keep showing people, Hey, I can, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. Some people might not, that might not be what they're looking for. And you just have to keep going. It's really a, it's a never ending process. So it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely tough, but it's still exciting. Cause you're like, I'm still, I'm wait. I'm, I'm just I'm just itching. Like uh what's his name from Oh no, that's not well he is from Walking Dead, but um he that was in Punisher the Punisher. He's like, I'm just itching. I'm just oh. I'm, I'm just itching.
0: Yeah. So do you think that football prepared you for this sort of uphill battle that you're in right now to break into voice acting?
2: Mm, of course, yeah. Because, you know, there's so much ups and downs in football. Some things are going to go your way, some things aren't. And in this case, you know, a lot of things aren't necessarily going my way. I'm not getting as many gigs as I want and not enough. It feels like chatter for me. So it's like, you know, keep working on your, if you have, it's almost like, you know, you're having a rough season or, <clears throat> you know, having a few bad drives, but as long as you keep working on your craft, staying consistent, something's going to give. So I think that definitely translated well.
0: Awesome. Um, and then in terms of, you know, your next career, where do you ultimately see yourself within five years?
2: Um. So in five years, I want to be, an established voice actor who can be constantly relied on for work. Um, I want to be established in a league or of some sort for football. And I want to just have, I want to be able, I want to become a resource for people, you know, Um, somebody who you can reach out to and be like, Hey, I need this. Hey, I do you think you could help me out with this? like, do you need do you need some food? Do you need mm-hmm. do you need uh, voice anything voice acting related? Voice you need voice work, voiceover work, anything like that? Do you need um? Do you need some football advice? Do you need some help? Just consulting. Like, I I just want to be you know, you want to be there for people, and you want to be able to. I want to be able to also share experiences with people, or be able to share. Hmm, share um no you're good I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words um
0: kind of like share the kind of wisdom that you have gotten yeah from your your experience
2: yeah but also share your vision with people too as well because I feel Mm -hmm. like you know a lot of people have a vision of some sorts it may be some people's may be more refined than others but I want to be able to Mm -hmm. Plainly put out what I want. Um, what I want people to see from me and what I want to share with people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, in terms of you wanting to give back to people, what what's pushing you to do that? Like, what's motivating you to want to give back to the community?
2: Uh, because it's been, you know, traveling around and especially living in Baltimore um you see a lot of people just looking for answers and i'm just looking at some of this like how how quickly baltimore changes just the you know the facilities of the certain places it's it's just not up to code it's not up to date like and you know it's been like that for a while no one's trying to change it and but i want to i don't want to make it you know like gentrified i want to so i want to ease people into it and make sure you know you give people you create jobs and then you cycle you circle the income through the like through the community so mm-hmm. you know you give people security or you staff people at your place to help with you know these media facilities that i'm thinking about and then those whoever becomes something from this you know they could hopefully give back as well or give back to the community give back to the um the building or the so that the facility can grow so the community can community can grow as well so um i just want to i just want to give back like i feel like there's everybody should have a chance to make their dreams reality and some people can't just because they don't have the, they don't have the materials. Or they don't have the resources. So that's kind of what I was leaning back on when I said, I want to be somebody I want to, yeah, I, you know, I want to be somebody who people can lean on. People can come to and be like, Hey, can I, can you show this person the way? Can, can, do you have the, can you help this person record? Can you help this person produce the music? Can you help this person record or, Learn how to take photos. Learn how to take um, or record movies. How to film, like
1: yeah. And it doesn't even
2: have to start or stop. Sorry, it doesn't even have to stop there. Like it could be whatever they need. Like I feel like practice and Mm -hmm. resources. A lot of people don't
1: can't and don't have the resources to do what they want to do, and that's what I want to do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're using really voice acting or entertainment to help sort of develop the community, develop, you know, your, the city that you're in and sort of help people find their passion. And yeah. link that with, you know, their income and help them get to where they want to go in life. And I think that's really noble, man. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's it's something I've always wanted to do. some I really, well, maybe not always. I was very one dimensional. Kind of was like I want to do voice acting. I don't want to play football art. Yeah. I don't want to do all these things, in entertainment. But it's like, what comes after that? How can I help other people? Mm-hmm. How can I help people realize that? Hey, like I have this. They have the same passion that I do about voice acting. Like, yeah, cause some people will, pro- will go all their lives seeing things one way when they haven't even seen the other path just because it was right out of view or they just didn't pursue it enough.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you started out kind of seeing it that way, you know, where it was just one type of vision, just I want to do football, I want to do voice acting. And then now you sort of transformed this idea into how can I give back? How can I help people? When did that, that transition occur, you think? Was that something that happened at the end of your college career? Was this recent?
2: Yeah, it happened at the end. Um, I was just, I was saw so many, I heard so many people talking about, oh, I wish I did this or, you know, I wish I did that.
0: And were these re- older people? Like um, people... Yeah, our age like, or people maybe like in their 40s a, a little not bit trying of age, not trying to be ageist but yeah you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like people in you know 40s 50s our age and a little mm-hmm. bit older it's just like when you hear people with regrets or mm-hmm. people who are like dang i wish i did that like yeah people should have that you gotta like, give them a shot you know like mm-hmm. everyone deserves a chance yeah that's that's now, my thing.
0: Kind of a side question, but do you believe that people deserve a second chance? I think
2: yes, but obviously, you know, that's case by case. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's, that's a dangerous question, but I, yes, I do think second chances exist to a point. Mm -hmm. Like, dang, that's.
0: Like, let's just say, for example, you know, you want to get back to the community, but let's just say somebody was incarcerated for something, you know, let's just say it was um, fraud, right? And they want to make a life change and want to pursue a career in entertainment. Is that someone that you think deserves a second chance in terms of a new career, a new pathway?
2: Yeah, I think if you lead them down that way and they see, oh, wow, like, I don't need to do what I did because I have this, I can put everything I have into this. I mean, I would hope that they would think that way, but I think at least if you at least show somebody the way and you try and guide them and they, at least surface level and some, at well not surface level, if they have some deep, con- if
1: they can connect what you do or what you, your job or whatever, like
2: if you connect a passion of yours to that, then I feel like a lot of things, it just becomes pure. Like there's no, mm-hmm. um, superfluous, like, uh, like sod that you're putting on where you're like, you're kind of like doing the fake, like, Hey, how you doing? Like, how you, like the mm-hmm. business, like the office persona or like anything like that. Like you, <sighs> You believe in what you're doing and you believe wholeheartedly that what you're doing is, you know, what you were made to do. And that's another you, thing, like, Do, a do lot you feel of people, like
0: you're made, like, how do you feel like, what do you feel like you're made to do?
2: I feel like I was made to, you know, I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. But the, I, at this current point in time, I feel like I'm, I want to help. I've been, I was... I feel like I was born to share things with people and try and convey and show people things because I feel like a lot of things I try and show people or a lot of things I recommend to people are good or like have been um, just like movies, games, shows, books things like that. Like, I feel like a lot of, I see all these, all these things and how social media is moving and how media itself is transforming. And, you know, I want to be a part of that. Like I want to show, I want to give people experiences, but I also want to help people experience what they want to experience too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you know in terms of your career it sounds like that you have a good pathway ahead of you and it sounds like you're going to do really great things and it's just only like a matter of time but i want to just kind of switch gears for a moment and talk about your athletic career your career as a as a student athlete and the career that you have professionally as a football player but if you could go back to freshman year andrew freshman year Andrew that showed up on campus in 2016 in the middle of the summer. What is one piece of advice that you would tell them?
2: Go, go Go, where? go everywhere. Go say, say what's on your mind. Talk to people. Don't be uptight. Don't worry about what people are going to think. Cause like I, a lot of parents and a lot of teachers and a lot of people will say that, but like, Deep down, you do care what other people think. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody um everyone needs some sort of recognition and um reciprocation of their feelings in this world like you can't you can't go around um being one sided just saying whatever you think, and then you get a certain response and you continue to be that way some you like you have to tone it down at least. To some degree, before you truly open up to people. So, like my my biggest thing was that like I didn't say a lot. I was very quiet. You know that. Like I I didn't say a lot. I was a very I was a man of very few words. And I the
0: voice of God though. Anytime you spoke, man, (laughs) it was wisdom coming out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that, dude. But
0: yeah, it's like just
2: go, go meet everybody, go, go say, explore. hi. go explore, yeah. go, go to that party, go to that outing, go to that thing. Like I was so worried about football and education. I was like, those are the only two things in oh, video games. I was like, I'm staying, I'm staying in, I'm going to be a good, good student athlete. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the the, the the, what is it? star child or something like yeah. that like i'm gonna get good grades <laughs> i'm gonna do good i'm gonna lift rates and then that's it like i didn't i didn't i feel like i didn't have well and i we oh we had fun but like i feel like i definitely missed out on some things
0: yeah but at the same time though just because you missed out on it at that point doesn't mean you have to do that for the rest of your life right yeah. and i think that's ultimately Kind of the realization that you have that, sure, you know, I may be, you know, you said 26 now, Mm -hmm. right? You could be 26 years old, make that realization, or even if you're 30, whatever it is, and make a change. You don't have to stay in your ways just because you've done it all your life. And I think what you are exhibiting here is an open mind, an open mind to new experiences, new places, new people, new perspectives. And that's huge. And I think a lot of people in our age group and in general, haven't necessarily realized that yet. And I think the only way to realize that is by getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So was there a particular moment or maybe it was like a just a continuous path of development where you just said, screw it. I'm going to come out of my comfort zone, my shell, and I'm going to become Andrew. Andrew, the version that you are now.
2: I think it was definitely, um, went, hmm, oh, wow. I really don't think it happened in college. That's the thing. Like, I think there were small spurts, and it was, um, mostly, uh, juice, false courage, but it was, what, you what know, was that? juice. False courage. Oh, juice. So, what is, so, what is
0: juice false courage? Oh,
2: so under the influence. Um, oh. <laughs> but you know, I would go talk to other people and like, I would feel a lot more comfortable doing when yeah. I was like that. But like, you know, nowadays I could go up to pretty much anybody start having, you know, more intimate and I feel like better conversations. I feel like, uh, back in the day it was, all you get from me was a, hi, how you doing? Good. How are you? keep it <laughs> moving. But like,
0: so it's you, almost you, like faking it until you make it in a way.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I it's think kind of like.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I think. Sorry. Yeah. It's like when I was. I think in Canada is really what really. Um...
0: Like your playing time in Canada. Yeah. Like when you're in your playing.
2: Play- playing time and just time and canon in general. Cause like I was really up there on my own. So like yeah. I had, I mean, yes, I had, you know, a girlfriend, family to lean back on, but like, what are you going to do? You can't just stay cooped up. Like you gotta reach out. You gotta make friends. You gotta connect. Like, cause, and that's what I learned too. Or over these years, it's like, you never know who you're going to meet. So you have to, you need to talk to everybody.
0: Yeah. It's like the sink or swim experience that you had that sort of pulled out the, uh, the more confident Andrew, right? The Andrew that isn't afraid to take on something new, a new experience, a new challenge, whatever it is, and take the bull by the horns.
2: Yeah. That's, that's really what it's all about. Cause if, if everything was easy, everyone could do it. So if like you want to football in the yeah, NFL or professionally, anything, yeah, not, just not just football. Um, you know, taking that even just announcing and taking that step, uh, to say that you're going pro to to announce for the draft to do anything of that nature, it's because he and a lot of people, you know, you going into it, you're like. You know the chances, like people who tell you, like you have this percentage. You're going up against these guys. You're this level in the draft board or like their recruitment board. Like, there's a lot of if ands and buts. And
0: I'm looking at the percentage of people that get to go play. It's pretty. it's,
2: It's it's pretty low, or not CFL, just professional in general yeah like this that's what I realized too the professional world of football it gets real s- small real quick it's kind of crazy like I remember mm-hmm. I was up there and somebody I've never even met was like oh do you know you know like Shane or like Vito or like
1: Flacco and I'm like yeah like my dogs are They mm-hmm. and they are dogs like so if you can
0: play
2: people gonna know your name and that's good
0: so I can't find anything that says it, what the odds are, but in terms of chances to go play, uh, American football professionally is 0.023%. That is from the Ohio state university. So the odds are obviously very slim, right? Yeah. So knowing those odds are very slim. What just kept you motivated to keep going?
1: I think you know
2: the it's really the people around you, and the people, and the confidence that you've built up your built up yourself. Um, because you know, I I always people always tell me like go go bro go go for it. Like I like I believed, and before I got to Canada and all the training and stuff leading up to it um i was very like i was like 80 20 i was like i know i can do this and but i was like down 80, i was 20? down a little bit
0: what is I, it what is
2: 80 20 80 20 like 80 i uh-huh. i believe i'll get there and 20 percent was like like ah like so there's I'm, like a
0: lingering doubt
2: yeah there's like some doubt and then there's just like the numbers game it's like you mm-hmm. put yourself down a little bit you know coming from um d like fcs but then you also get that chip on your shoulder um you know when you you see what you can do compared to other people because i remember going through the mini camp going through training
0: in nfl mini camp then right? yeah and the, the cardinals yeah.
2: mini camp and mm-hmm. even going to canada and like seeing what i could do compared to other people They say, you know, comparison is the killer of joy, but at the same time, it's like when you kind of have a little bit of doubt, have a little bit of self-doubt and have a little bit of, you're not all that confident like I was, like when you can see that you're like people tell me all the time, like, like, dude, you're strong. Like, dude, you're quick. Like, dude, you're this, that, whatever. I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, thanks. I appreciate it.
0: like you said, like the comparison is the thief of all joy, but at the same time, it's hard not to compare whenever in a way your entire career and the sport that you're in is pretty much based on the comparison of you to other people. Right. Yeah. Like coaches assess who's gonna play, who's gonna start based on comparing their the people on the roster. Right? They're gonna say, Yeah, this person, you know, is able to do the job better than the other guy. Yeah. So with that said, he's going to get the, the, the roster spot, mm-hmm. you know, or he's going to get the starting job. And how do you, or what do you think kept you going in terms of comparing yourself to other people on the roster?
1: Um, figuring out what separates you from everyone else and knowing that you
2: can do things that other people can Like, everyone, and what is it
0: that you do differently than, than you think, or like, what do you do differently than other,
2: the other people? On the I roster? Think I'm a little bit stronger than other people. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I can, I can physically move people. Like some people, like, you know, some, like, you know, in college, I'll sometimes like, some people just like fit people up, and you kind of position block. Like, yeah. I feel like I can actually take somebody and move them. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like,
0: move them from point A to point, point B. B like, yeah, you're in like, the way. I,
2: yeah. I feel like I'm I was, to get you out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I like I will move you. Like, there is like once I get these myths on you, mm-hmm. you are you're mine. Like, I feel like. A lot of, and there's, there's only a few, I mean, people in the league are way different, but like, I feel like I compare myself to some of the like highest paid CFL guys. And like, they're very consistent, but like some guys are older. So like, they can't do, they can't move people all the time. Like, I thought I was able to do that on a very consistent basis. Um. But, gotcha. you know, there's so, also the I mean, it took it took a while because of the the jump of competition, the difference of the um, the yard of the yard, a uh, neutral zone because the defense has room to kind of read you a little bit more. But that also means that you can also get an advantage as well. But I mean, it's
0: so it sounds like. It sounds like the cause you're you're talking about the difference in terms of American football versus like Canadian football yeah. in terms of the rules. So yeah, like what? How do those differences play in here? Like what um, do they do?
2: So like a lot of guys can read the ball faster, and sometimes it feels like you don't block anybody because sometimes some dudes will just take two steps back, and it feels like you're just chasing them the whole time. I'm just like brother what do i do like (laughs) coach what do i do here he's like trying it on him i'm like cool Mm
1: -hmm. so and then
2: like the i guess another thing would be pass rush mm -hmm. like they can Mm -hmm. line it up pretty well and some guys can there's the waggle you know with the receivers getting that head start and that run before the snap so like some is
0: that like where they they or 10 yards behind the ball or something in the they sprint before Mm -hmm. the ball snap. Okay. That's not allowed in the NFL, I believe in U S football.
2: Yeah. So the really good DNs are the guys who will get in your head through that and like time up the snap and jump the absolute Mm -hmm. shit out of the snap. And then you're like, they're basically already passed and you gotta be like, all right, I'm
0: running, I'm running. (laughs) So, are they timing it based on that waggle route
2: they're running? Some, most, I think most, yes, but I also think, um, that's unfair. They just like, they're <laughs> just, they have a the timing. Cause you know, if, you, yeah, once you, if you don't change the snap up, they can get on it. Like, so guys will get on the snap count pretty quick, I feel like. Yeah. Well, that makes that sense. Level.
0: I mean, it, it makes sense because they've been playing football for a long time at that point especially in the, in the CFL with different rules and whatnot. So, you know, at that point you build up this mental sort of understanding, this mapping of the game, the mapping of movements, and you just subconsciously know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's what they, they do. But I mean, I would say the same thing goes for like you, for example, like, you know, in terms of of offensive linemen, that you understand, you know, the cadence. You understand how they're mm-hmm. going to move based on the way the rules are set up now. Um, so I know you said you want to move into the USFL-XFL merger, right? Have you considered the difficulty of transitioning back into American football?
2: Yeah, it's going to be a little bit faster. And you know, there's gonna be right there. But I kind of like that a little better because you don't have to wait as longer. Like, and you can kind of get on people immediately. Mm-hmm. You can like, it doesn't take three steps to get a fit in. It Just takes two, one or two, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited to get back. It's been a few years, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited.
0: So let me ask you this wholeheartedly do you feel like you will be okay if it doesn't work out
2: oh like if he like just nothing happens this year
0: yeah like let's just say you know it's a numbers game right yeah we saw the odds mm-hmm. you know 0.023 chance of ever playing professionally and it's not always based on Who's the best guy, right? Sometimes it really just truly is who gets seen, who doesn't, yeah, and you know, do you yourself feel like you will be content if this is the end
1: of your career
2: yeah i I mean, I did everything I could, so i have I don't have a lot of regrets, I mean there's like plays I wish yeah. I could get back, but like I never like took a play off so. Or like regretted how I played. So there's Yeah. If nothing happened, then I'd be okay with it. I I wouldn't accept it, but I would be okay with it if that makes sense. (laughs) Like I would be like Yeah. There's no like there like Like I have I got other dreams besides this. Even though football's very football's very important to me. Don't get me wrong, but like if i i I got other dreams too, so I could finally like mm-hmm. put my all into those dreams as well, yeah, so not finally, excuse me, put more it gets more time into it if that makes sense, so
0: you did more than ninety nine point let's just say seven to eight percent of the football population, if you think about it. You had a stint in the n f l right at the mini camp, and then you had a stint in the c f l and then now you're looking to go play in the in the new merger and ultimately, I think that that's something you should be proud of and you know hold your head high on, yeah I think that it's very very rare for anyone to feel content with the end of their career because even like Tom Brady, for example, right you saw him, he retired and then came back. Yeah, he was like, I'm not done yet. (laughs) Yeah. And other NFL players or professional players have done the same. And it's because ultimately there is no good time for it to end. You're never going to be content. You're never going to be done. Yeah. And unfortunately you can't control when when that end comes. And you have to sort of let life kind of do its thing and let you sort of move down the river. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't try to go against the, the current, yeah, so to speak.
2: So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can like fight, you can fight it as much as you can. And yeah, that's what I want to do. Like I might not fight it, but like I, I want to, I want to play again so badly because I felt like, I only got a few. I only got a few games last season, so it's like I mm-hmm. felt like I was kind of cut short. Like I was, um, I didn't show what one hundred percent of Andrew looks like in, on the field. So it's tough, but it's also like I did. Every, I did words. I did everything I did could to get back, I did everything I could. To keep myself ready, so, and yeah. even even now, so it's it's never yeah. A, yeah it's it's I feel like it's never um effort or like a uh give me that one more it, thing it's like it's yeah well it, it is but it's also you know like I I don't think I have any regrets on yeah what's happened so far so
0: yeah. I mean, also too. Even if you don't get to show the football community what Andrew can do, right? You can still show the world what Andrew can do through the other avenues, through yeah. voice acting, through the um, your goal and giving back to the community, and I think ultimately. Seeing yourself as more than just, oh, I'm going to continue trying to prove to people something that I already know about myself. Yeah. Using that energy to focus on your other avenues is ultimately going to help you move on from change from the transition. And I mean, you have so much more to offer and so much more to give. I think that it's just only a matter of time, man.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's what a lot of people need to, a lot of athletes and a lot of mm-hmm. people need to realize is that, yes, at this point in time, if you're in college or you're in the pros or you're looking to get on a pro team, whatever the whatever stage of athlete you may be high school college whatever like yes it's important in this moment yes because we only get a certain amount of time to do this but make sure you figure out what you want as well not just like what your physical self can do like Mm -hmm. make sure you know yeah like make sure you know Make sure you know what other talents and explore other things that you want or that you're interested in, at least, because that can turn into a passion and that can turn into another way of life for you. Like, there's so many things out there that you can make money off of nowadays, but also there's a lot of passions that I feel like you could turn into money. Like, who knew you could actually play video games and make a living now? Like. I remember our parents yeah, told us that too. all the time. It was like, You can't you're not gonna make ever make money playing <laughs> video games and now you're like,
0: I could. Yeah, I mean you got Twitch, you have and then kick, so many different streaming in YouTube yeah. and so many other streaming platforms where you can monetize pretty much any other talent that you have. And I think it's great that you you said that you should focus more, you know, on what else you're good at because at the end of the day we're only promised so much. Mm -hmm. We're only promised, you know, so much with our career. And ultimately, if I'm being honest, in terms of life, we're not even promised tomorrow.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff going down in the world right now. That's really, Mm -hmm. it's hard to be like, it's hard to plan when you're like, "Mm." you see certain things on the news. It's like, word absolutely that's happening <laughs> do we need to
0: prepare like <laughs> it's, uh, it's side, a lot. side topic but have you seen that trailer for the civil the civil war movie that is coming
2: out is that the one that takes place back in the day with the um native americans and the oh no that's another one
0: i don't think i've seen no that. yeah there's another one you should look it up it's a new movie that's coming out Have you? Hold on, let me Let's see. Have you seen I think Breaking Bad by Chance?
2: I'm trying to get through it right now. I'm on the third okay. season. I'm like halfway through third season.
0: Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, there's there's a couple of well, have you seen Narcos? No. The first one? I haven't no? seen okay. all of it, no. Yeah, so I mean there's some famous actors in there, but ultimately the movie premise is about sort of the the division the, the that we have in the, in the United States and it leading to a civil war in the United mm. States and it's present day it's i think they had California and Texas unionized and fighting against the United States of America something what? like that which if we're being honest with you if based on the very limited amount of information they're giving to the audience it does not make sense that California and Texas work together. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> I
2: they're not even close to each other. Like how would they even.
0: Not even that. But I mean, in terms of like ideals, values, yeah. politics, I mean, it's like completely opposite. Like the
2: biggest <laughs> States are, un are joining together to yeah. fight back against
0: capitalism. Literally. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. I mean, it's, It probably would be a very good action movie, but at the same time, it's like
2: what is happening?
0: What is happening? (laughs) Yeah, it's almost becoming like reality. Um, Texas and Texas. It's like (laughs) what a yeah,
2: what a weird combination. That Mm -hmm. is interesting.
0: Yeah, I know. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not the full movie, but we'll see. You know, it's just the trailer. See, um. I kind of want to just keep talking about your athletic career. And I wanted to ask you, what are you, again, kind of thinking about your career as a whole, like just backing up full picture view? What are you most proud of?
2: I think I'm most proud of making that decision to really switch to football. Because I could have said no. I was thinking about it. In high school? In high school. Or
0: in high school. Because yeah. I had
2: hoop dreams. I thought I was a hooper. Um, yeah, because how tall are you? I'm like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, so, like, and I was but playing. You would have been like a big man, right? Yeah, I would have been. Yeah. Well, in the league now, I probably I would have had to change around and lose some weight, be a Blake Griffin or some sort. But, like, <laughs> I was. They were like, you, your big ass needs to come play football. Like, that's basically what they said. <laughs> But my high school coach, you know, he, as I think I said it, but in the, our, our other thing, but he, my school, my high school coach, season Nettles said, I guarantee I can get you into school for free. And I was like, I was like, bet. I was kind of like my parents, he, well, he was, it was a meeting with me and my parents. And he said that, and we were all like,
1: we we're like, yeah. And I was like, they were like, they told me to think about it. And I was like, I was like, I need
2: to, I need to, I need to try this again. Cause I I actually tried football in freshman year and I was like, I don't like it. Actually, even before that, (laughs) um, I was like very young, I think like eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and I was like, Nope, not for me. And I tried it again in freshman year and I, got through the season, I was like, that was fun, but I'm going to stick to basketball. And it was like a third, this is the third strike, like you're playing football. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And yeah, that's just saying yes. And like going down this road has led to so many great things happen. And so many, meeting so many people, having so many experiences. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely one thing where it's like just, Saying yes, because I also could have said no to Canada. I like Mm -hmm. they approached they approached me. They're like, "Do you do you want to come?" I was like, "You always got the option." Obviously, no one's the first option is not no, but like Mm -hmm. you know,
1: saying saying yes, I guess is the yeah, and then um.
0: In terms of your career, again, let's take a full picture view here. If there was one thing that you could change,
1: what would it be?
2: Trying out tight end.
0: <laughs> Why tight end?
2: Uh, Because I felt like if I worked in my hands more, I could be a serious dual threat. <laughs> I could block and I could catch the ball. Like, come on. Come on now. Yeah. Give him the rock. Give, give me the rock. <laughs> yeah. But no, I I mean, I mean, that's like, that's like one thing I've thought about, but it's like, when Mm -hmm. would I have ever like said that maybe in the beginning when I was like in high school, like, Hey, y'all, y'all need tight
0: end. Was there there one particular coach in your career that you appreciate the most?
2: Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say left or had the biggest impression on you. I have probably, like, a top three, but there's not, like, um, or, like, a top five. I don't have, like, I don't think one coach stands above the rest so much because every coach I've had has elevated my game or elevated my personality, elevated who I am as a person, as a player, like, equally. Like, every, mm-hmm. everyone is given, like, a, a nugget that I've held on to or, like, taught me something that i still do today so
0: yeah what what are some of the just it's okay if you don't know this off the top of your head but is there one particular lesson that a coach has taught you that you still look back on today
2: i almost started saying the creed that would be really funny
0: (laughs) um the creed yeah just to give context here right the creed was Sort of like our motto for the position group, right, the offensive line position group, it was a saying that we did, and it was our creed right I mean it was the way I could think about it is like I just keep thinking of skyrim the the thieves guild, you know you have your yeah. you have <laughs> your 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 group, and only only them know it, yeah only they know only it only we knew <laughs> it, yeah, it was
2: like you yeah. know, but the the creed. It summarizes basically this is that um you be who the team needs to be
1: or whoever that is and you keep doing the job no matter what um mm-hmm. but that's i guess that kind of stays true because it's like um
2: no matter how bad or how good or whatever like no matter what happens you gotta keep fighting a good fight and keep and keep a routine because without routine, I don't care who you are. Like, some's gonna give. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I think another um, transitioning besides the creed, I think um, transitioning like. To, what do you mean? I guess to another piece of advice. Uh, sorry, but oh, okay. Yeah, another <laughs> another piece of advice another piece of advice would be um being early and taking notes that's a big thing
1: because
0: i I don't why do you think that's a big thing
2: because a lot of people are either just on time or or don't take notes down and when you don't take notes sometimes you don't get nuggets and i realized that sometimes like some guys in our group they took way better notes than i did and they wouldn't even take notes about um Sometimes they take notes about the funny stuff too. Like they take notes of everything. And I just took notes yeah. of
0: like, you know, like what we were learning in the meetings or something like that. But like Why do you think it's important to take notes of the funny things or things that, you know, are beyond just the football? I think because it you can look back on it and be like
2: that's like just having that history, having that memory is mm-hmm. so fun and such like a it's Almost immeasurable how much it can mean. Like going back and looking through things, and you're like, duh, 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 like just going through, it, like, oh, and then you find it. You're like, oh, I remember that. Like, yeah. it's almost like a picture, or like you know, like obviously you need to. Well, pictures, notes, just do- make sure you document things because
1: yeah, you never scrapbook of them. memories. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here, um, in terms of in terms of kind of looking back at what we were talking about earlier, right? You know, again, the odds are the odds. And ultimately, you did, you beat the odds by playing. You know, even though, you know, you're not maybe in the position that you wish you would be, but you did it. And does retirement, or I guess the end... Of your career, sort of, sort of scare you a little bit.
2: Um, a little bit, you know, because something like voice acting is also not stable at the moment. Because if, uh, mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, well known or uh like a famous name, you're not going to get constant work. So, I mean, I need to figure out what else I want to do in the meantime. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always about finding that next step to elevate what you really want to do because yeah
0: sometimes I mean, it's all about taking yeah taking the risk yeah it's you all know? about
2: taking the risk it's like you got to tolerate to to elevate i don't know that's i yeah. don't know the rhymes but like you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta take the long road you know sometimes so yeah
0: it's it's like um it's almost like you're in this uphill climb, right? And the very top of this staircase is super far away, but deep down inside, you know, you need to keep going. Yeah. Because there's, even though it sucks, each step sucks. Each moment can be draining, but ultimately you have to fall back on kind of your why, right? Yep. You remember, you remember the coaches? asking us what our why was at all
2: yeah i do remember that
0: what was your why when you played
2: i think it was generic it was like to be the best yeah and it was and i feel like to a degree yes that's what i wanted like i do want i still do want to be like the best like i want to be a, i want to be a household name i want to be like a guy people fall on be like that dude did that thing right and this thing right like this is who you <laughs> This is a dude that, like, you could look back on and be like, you should, you could copy his style or you could, you should, this is how you should try and, you know, block somebody. But, like, yeah, that's, I mean, my why is also, you know, for the people that also supported me and, you know, for myself, like, Mm -hmm. to prove that all of this, that having this fun by winning. By doing the job, doing your job to the best of your ability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's worth Absolutely. it. Yeah.
0: Let's just say it's 20 years from now. Right. Let's just say, hypothetically, what is the one thing about your career you think you look back on?
1: I think it's tenacity because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of guys... Or it's what I'm trying to do right now is
2: it's hard. Like having if when when if I get on the team for the USFL XFL, I think it's going to be a huge testament because a lot of people obviously my injury healed and everything, but like coming off of an injury like that, and coming off a season like that, I feel like a lot of people would have been like, "All right, that's um." The ment- I feel like the mental game, or at least the mental strain and the mental – the place I was when I was in Canada was not really that good because of what happened. Mm-hmm. It was like – it was a lot of questioning things. But then – Questioning what? Just like how good I was, if I'm still the same mm-hmm. player even after an injury. What if this happens again? Like it's – there's a whole lot of things. But – having that validation from players and even like coaches at the end of the year was really was really what I needed to hear. And I loved hearing that because I was going, I mean, because another piece of advice that um, I'll always keep is you don't got to get ready if you stay ready. So I always like just kept lifting, kept, Running, kept being in shape, even though I, there was no, like, <clears throat> even though there was no, like, sight of me, like, I, there was, like, no, there was always a little bit of hope, but it was, like, for the most part, it was very slim hope of me getting no to play guarantee. sometimes. Yeah. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay ready. So just, yeah, having that mindset and having that, like, mm-hmm just having that mentality and just keeping on. Like, I think that's the most important thing.
0: I think that ultimately, um, as I think ultimately my, my perspective on your whole situation is that no matter what, it's all going to work out because even if, Let's just say, for example, the USFL-XFL merger, let's just say that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say can't control the outcome of that. But the input that you put in, the work, the, the tenacity that you mentioned, right? Those are all the skills that are going to transfer over and make you you. And I think ultimately, whenever we reach the end of something, We wish we could do something more, do something bigger, greater. We felt like we have more in the tank. But at the end of the day, there is more in the tank because that is going to transfer over into your next chapter. Mm -hmm. And it's going to fuel you and propel you forward into ultimately what you are set out to do. And we don't really know the grand scheme of things for ourselves as much as we wish we did.
2: Oh, no damn thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, with the old saying, there's one thing I know. And I guess, wait, the old saying is that the only thing I know is I know nothing.
2: Oh, and that's so
0: true. Yeah. I mean, it's a philosophical saying. I forget who said it, but I have to mention them later. It's an old philosopher, ancient, and it's true, like, you know, of course, you know, basic things, right? You know, one plus one equals two, things like that. Yeah. Um, some people may not, but, you know, at the same time, though, it's true. Like, the one thing that we know as fact is that we can only assume or guess mm-hmm. on our best judgment. And who knows? Who knows what could happen a year from now for us? Who knows where you will be a year from now? yeah it's, and i think yeah that uncertainty man that uncertainty is ultimately what you're just gonna have to be comfortable with yeah it's exciting but it's so, also like ah yeah
1: you, you absolutely know, but
2: so gotta be comfortable with it comfortable being um, uncomfortable that's yes, another thing
0: yes yeah. exactly i think you and i you know we played together in college and you know, our first offensive line coach said that. Yeah. He said, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. But he meant that from like a physical standpoint, right? Yeah. Whenever we're drained, whenever we're exhausted, which does carry over into the mental aspect because mentally you are drained in that moment. You know, when it's 110 degrees outside, you know, you're in period 25 yeah, of practice period 25, during the summer camp. They restart the it's period. Hot. Exactly. You're tired. You're worn out. But in those moments, though, so that's when you got to dial in. Yeah. I think ultimately that is probably the greatest lesson that I've ever learned. And probably I'm going to take over to the rest of my life is that when it gets, when the going gets, gets going and it gets tough, that's when you got to plant your feet yeah. harder into the ground. Got to live with it and not, not give. Yeah, man. Got to post up. <laughs> got to post up. <laughs> all right, man. Well, I think that's ultimately all the time I have for today. But, you know, let's just keep this going, man. Yeah. Let's, keep this going let's keep talking i think ultimately people can relate to your story and can understand how you feel where you're coming from um you're not alone right Mm -hmm. and if if i'm being real i i believe in you and being able to play in this merger there's i saw tom flacco yeah i saw him i was like i was like oh yeah He's coming to my neck of the woods. Yeah, I saw he's in Texas or
2: Houston. Houston,
0: Houston, yeah, the Houston Roughnecks or something. Mm -hmm. But still, if he's truly gonna fulfill that, I want to come see him play. But at the same time, I know you can play, and I want to come see you play. So, how crazy would that be?
2: We're on the same team. Yeah,
0: that would be crazy. Can you imagine both of you signing with the Houston Roughnecks? You come back down here, (laughs) Texas. Texas. Have I been? I'm
1: trying to think if I've been before. That's where Texas. I, maybe. I don't know. Now I don't mm. know.
0: Well, shoot. There's always that opportunity. First time for <laughs> everything. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, anyways, Andrew, thank you for your time, man. Um, let's just keep this in, keep this thing going and keep in touch. No doubt, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Of course. All right, brother. Catch you later. Yeah. See ya.